Welcome to Ideas All Day, a podcast where we, not experts, discuss our ideas and then place them into piles, such as the good ideas pile, the ideas pile, and the bad ideas pile. Let's do some intros. Giving out all the candy necklaces, Ajax. <laughs> Handing out full-size candy bars, Alex. And handing out Smarties, me, Kate. That's a, that's a lyric. So, Ajax, can you tell our listeners what today's topic is? Today's topics are trick-or-treating and or parties for Halloween in the coronavirus era. Da-na-na. That's right. Right. We're uh, recording in 2020, which was supposed to be a fabulous year. We were supposed to have Taco Tuesday on Cinco de Mayo. Halloween this year falls on a Saturday on a daylight savings day on a full moon. Well, we are having Christmas and New Year's on Fridays, so Mm -hmm. still have that. But unfortunately, with the pandemic, a lot of areas are quote unquote canceling Halloween for safety precautions it's really hard to social distance children and have them wear masks and then you're literally going door to door knocking on people's doors ringing people's doorbells trying to obtain candy from strangers so as much as i hate hate seeing halloween canceled something that in some areas has to be done unfortunately today we're coming up with some alternatives to standard trick-or-treating that may work or may not work mm-hmm. in 2020. Ajax, did you want to go first? Sure. I think I only really had one idea for trick-or-treating and for parties I had a couple other ideas. For my trick-or-treating idea, what I would like to do to get the candy to the children would to be set up a catapult. First, I want a catapult. I don't, I've never built one before. Possibly a trebuchet would work as well or suffice in this, in this instance. But some kind of flinging device that you can fling the candy so you can be completely socially distant and still be able to transport the candy from person A to child B, I guess. So you can draw that line right there. How do you get the candy to that child? You're flinging the candy with your, your catapult, but you have to have a sign. Like, you have to be able to show where the candy is going to land. A target? You need a target for your that. So a predetermined destination. Hopefully, prior to the first trick-or-treater, you will set up your catapulting device that you've already predetermined that it's destination that you can consistently hit by catapulting your candy. That will have to be pre-tested before the first trick-or-treater because if you try to pre-catapult it, then you might not get it anywhere near them and the child might miss it. Predetermine your catapult distance so you can stick the candy in and you're all set for the child to get the candy. So that's my first idea is a candy catapult. Does that make sense? The person who's giving out the candy is catapulting the candy to a predetermined target area that the trick-or-treater would then pick up the candy. Correct. And I also don't know what kind of candy might be the best candy for the candy catapult. 
it could be a big Snickers bar or it could be possibly like all the really good tasting Tootsie Rolls, the different flavored Tootsie Rolls. Jawbreakers. Jawbreakers. Ooh, what if you didn't get the candy catapult into the child's face hole? But that would probably be wrong because who knows? You want to test the candy before you stick it in the mouth. Choking hazard is my main concern. Choking. Okay, hazard. so that's that's why this is the that's the advanced level of candy catapult. That's only for like the the daringest of children or adults because you probably need to sign a waiver before that hand because who knows what could happen. First idea, candy catapult. Second idea has to do with the party situation. My first idea for parties, thinking the parties where you can have, you can be in a bubble because we don't want to spread coronavirus to each other. And if you were in one of those bubbles that you can run in, you can play in, you can like walk on water on, which I'm always concerned on because like, how do you breathe and walk on water at the same time? I don't quite understand those bubbles anyway. Jesus was able to breathe and walk on water. But he wasn't in a bubble. You know, as far as we was know. Was he in a bubble? Maybe he was know. in a God bubble. Oh, yeah. he could have been in a God bubble. All right, so I want, I want a party with God bubbles. And within the God bubble, you can like walk on water or you can run into and crash into people. Like you're kind of, it's, you're bumping into things. You're in your little God bubble. And plus it's your own little coronavirus bubble too that can't escape. The coronavirus can't escape it. That's my first idea is being in a party, but in it being in a bubble. My second party idea, it's a space party. So the space party, everybody is in a spacesuit. And in your spacesuit, you get to go into a anti-gravity room. And the anti-gravity room doesn't have gravity in it. So you get to float in it and experience no gravity whatsoever. So basically it's a no gravity space party with a space while you're in a spacesuit. The question you might have is, how can I talk to my friends if I'm in my anti-gravity spacesuit party? Then, but you have like the minority report or in, um, mission impossible type of beep booping device where you can see the screen. You're beep booping, but you also see the face screen. So if you can't really see your, your friend's face with the face cover because you're in a spacesuit, then you can have the cool holographic face image of your friend who's like standing across from you that you can physically touch but it's only a spacesuit to spacesuit it's like you know limited touching because you're in a spacesuit but if you can have the cool like screen of your friend that's in front of you that you can connect in your spacesuit because it's like a tom cruisey device futuristic holographic boom spacesuit face those are my three ideas Ajax, on yeah. your ideas. So your first one was your candy catapult. My first issue I've got with it is, one, it's not a trebuchet in its entirety. You said it was a possibility. The idea was initially a catapult. And as we all know, trebuchets are the superior siege engine. Thus, and it must be a trebuchet or else it's automatically a bad idea. Number two, I need to know what the ammo is. Because, yes, it's candy, but what type of candy? For Halloween... It depends on what has the best catapulting accuracy for this Easily. one. Because I really wanted to get into the child's satchel. I've already got it covered for you because there's a couple different options. One, it really depends on if you want to be that person at, at Halloween, so where you can do the popcorn balls. 
because no one ever eats them anyways. You could wrap them up, but they- But who makes the popcorn balls? You would have to make the popcorn balls. No, thank you. But here's the reason why popcorn balls. And that's because one, if you use it, it won't go too far. They're usually consistent too. And if it hits a child, they're not going to get hurt by it versus like a candy apple or a Snickers bar or something like that (laughs) that has some denseness to it. It's made of popcorn. No one's ever complained or gotten hurt from being hit with baseball-sized thing of popcorn. Now, if they, unless and if they are terrible costumes, you don't feel bad for giving them a popcorn ball because no one's going to ever eat those things. So really, it's just ammunition to throw popcorn and various things at children using some sort of siege engine. If you're just throwing candy, I have to put in the ideas pile going towards bad specifically because it's not initially a trebuchet in its entirety. Oh my gosh, you're such a purist. Jeez. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Second, your bubble costume party. One, it's a great idea. Whoa. Because one, the bubble bubble boy, one of the best underrated movies of all time. Number two, Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. Number three, I've always wanted to be in one of those little bubble things that you're talking about. So it sounds Mm. like a lot of fun. And number four, you can more poignant to this year is you can stick little things on the outside poignant. and then it becomes a coronavirus costume at the same time. That's what I was thinking. You can make a coronavirus costume. Exactly. Yes. So it's, so it's topical. Exactly. And then yeah. when you're walking across water like Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, people can throw javelins at you at like their vac- with the label of vaccine on them. That's another layer to it all. <laughs> it would literally be a coronavirus party. Yeah, it would, it would be. be. A coron- no, not, I was seriously thinking about you can make this a coronavirus oh, party. Easily. Oh, totally. That was the first thing that came to my mind. That was the fr- that was actually one of the ideas that was came from that idea too. Yeah, but it's one where it's like you actually has the bubble and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, plus, so it automatically goes into the good ideas pile because of that. For all of those reasons. And then under your third idea, your, your spacesuit idea. Mm-hmm. I like it, but it's a little, not very practical. Don't get me wrong. I would love to uh. go into an anti-gravity room in a spacesuit. It's just the practicality. Because I would love to do it, especially when you did your little beep boop thing. All I could think of was that scene in, um, what the heck's it called? What's that underwater movie? Abyss. That, yes. All I could think about was the scene from Abyss when he had the water suit on and he was communicating with the little computer on his arm. Because that would do the beep boops. But the problem is just the practicality. You know, there's really no way to make an anti-gravity room without being in space itself. So it kind of goes in the bad ideas pile because it's a killer of it. And I love the idea, but it's so impractical, even for me. And I'm the king of impracticality. (laughs) All right, but that's what I got for those. Cool. So for your catapulting system of candy delivering to trick-or-treaters... I'm going to put in the ideas pile and I'll explain a little bit later on why I'm putting in the ideas pile instead of the bad ideas pile. My main concern is safety because um, even if you have a designated spot, kids come in all different shapes and sizes. And I'm not sure how the smaller kids would be with staying in like a safe zone while the candy's being catapulted. So ideas pile leaning towards bad. I was thinking if there's no expense, you could create like a Nerf ball that you can put the candy in and catapult that. And that way if the kid gets hit with the Nerf ball with the candy inside, it's not going to hurt nearly as much as just getting like a Snickers right to the face. 
And also, they wouldn't lose an eye if they got hit with this, like, larger uh, Nerf-sized ball. Whereas if they took a Snickers fun-sized bar to the eye, then they could lose an eye. So, ideas towards bad. <laughs> um, the God Bubble, once again, if the cost is not an issue, let's just say everybody has their own God Bubble that they can acquire for whatever reason. I think this is a great idea for a party. I think it really helps with uh, social distancing too, if you have big enough bubbles. Mm -hmm. So there's no way you can really get diseased. I'm gonna put it in the ideas pile towards the good ideas pile. The reason it's not a good idea is, once again, logistics wise, not everybody's gonna have access to God bubbles. But mm -hmm. if in yes. a perfect world, if everybody had access to a God bubble, I would feel much more comfortable going to a Halloween party mm. in a God bubble. And plus you could just like run into crash into people. Yeah. Which I will say, I just looked it up and a two meter bubble on eBay was $154. Yeah. That's mm. a little spicy. It's pricey, but within many budgets. I can have a fundraiser to raise money for your own God bubble. Or it could be rental services out there too. Yeah. They might but they have to make like sure that they're super clean though. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't make sure the cleaning company is like, top-notch yeah it's out of the price range of a lot of people currently your space party i'm gonna put the in the ideas pile uh simply because a space party is not really a halloween party it's just a theme party for space yeah you're not gonna be able to get like an anti-gravity room because the closest you can get to anti-gravity here on earth is if you take a plane and dive it going like a certain angle so fast to get the G's up to be anti-gravity. Is that how they do it? Yes. And like, oh. up, that's how they do it. They don't go into actual space. Oh, um, I thought that was a real room where you can suck the gravity out. No, no. Oh. It's, a, it's a plane. They do it in Russia, I believe. That's like, they, they have do a company. in the U.S. too. It's for training yeah. purposes. There's training purposes and then like music videos, movies, mm -hmm. things like that. So this is I, a very short party. It was in, I think, Jackass, the movie, either one, two, or three. They did it. But instead of an anti-gravity room, I'm thinking this party would be for younger children. So you could do it in one of those like, like, yeah, like children, like a child party, not like, not for adults but for children. If it was geared towards children, you can have it at one of those trampoline parks and people and the kids could be in their spacesuits and they might not be like high-tech ultra spacesuits, but they if since they're not going to be like in actual anti-gravity situations, they could have little uh, radio sets like they do with actual uh, astronauts so they can communicate with each other via headsets. Oh, that'd be cute. I'll put it in the ideas pile, leaning towards good with those additional caveats, since you can't really do an anti-gravity room. And to have that kind of technology would make the party super expensive. But if you were making your own kind of spacesuits or rental spacesuits, it could be a lot of fun. Mm. So yeah, ideas all around. Nice. All righty. First one, very practical. In this day and age, we got to keep our distance. So someone wants to get go to a door and get some candy they would ring or like knock on the door and then run back to the like a good at least six feet away the people the thing would open their door and then there would be they they see the costume go oh you look so cute oh you buzz light year you know something <laughs> like that 
But when it comes to the candy, they will have ahead of time installed the clothesline with a basket on it. And they just put the candy in the basket that they're going to give and then wheel it over to the kids in the costumes. They take their candy out of the basket. And there you go. Simple, straightforward. It gets the job done. You know, and it's and it's something that everyone is able has access to or able to do. You know, everyone knows how to use it. You know, old people know how to use clotheslines. I'm more worried about the young, you know, whippersnappers nowadays that don't know how clotheslines works. They might try and run through it. Exactly. You know, or put it upside down and have it run vertically. You never know. For my second idea was a little bit more high tech. Instead of having kids run up to the door and run back, they stay at the door, but everything is done by a video camera. Nowadays, so many people have like nests or just like other off brands of video camera doorbells. And what they would have is the people on the other side of the door would have a little iPad or a little view screen that they can see the kids when they say trick or treat. Again, they give the kind oh, you look so adorable. Oh, you Elsa from that Frozen movie? Whatever the case may be. And instead of opening the door, they will have built a little hatch into the door, or they may already have one, maybe a mail slot, or if anyone knows what I'm talking about, the the milkman, kind of the, the milk door, which is almost like an airlock. If you've ever, The people that have them know exactly what I'm talking about. It's got doors on both sides, but it's literally like the milkman would put the milk in, close the door, and they would the other side of the inside of the house could open it up. I have no idea what you're how talking about. How many, yeah, how yeah, many doors are you thing. talking about? There's two doors. It's almost like, think of it like an airlock. This is just something older houses used to have. Is this on the same door? Is this on the door? It's on the side of the door. It's a different door. You would lock the inside, but the outside would be unlocked so the milkman could put his milk during his delivery route for you. But it wouldn't be sitting outside for someone to steal. You understand what I'm saying? This has nothing to do with the idea at all. I'm just describing something from (laughs) old timey days when milkmen were a thing making deliveries in the morning. I used to understand houses. I don't think I don't really understand houses very much. The main thing is the video camera doorbell so that no one ever has to actually step out of their house. The kids still get to go up to the door, ring the doorbell or knock on it, whatever the case may be, and still have the full experience. They just don't have the door open up, but the candy still gets to them. Everyone still has a great time. How does the candy get to the children? That's what I was talking about with the milk door, the mail oh, slot, milk door, milk or door. the little, like, you, you install, like, you know, um, those <laughs> drawers that they have, like, at banks, where they almost open, like, a quart, like a Ooh. 45 degrees okay. kind of thing. You put in one, you close it up, and it opens up on the other side. Got it. That kind of thing. Any of those options. It doesn't matter. Just something so you can get the candy to the kids, but you don't open the door. That way we're still maintaining, you know, our six feet or just no physical contact. And the last of the party ideas is a dog costume trick-or-treaters. Instead of having the kids dress up, they dress up their dogs in costumes, have them on leashes, and then the dogs go up and knock on the door, uh, hit the doorbell. So the dogs are the trick-or-treaters and they would have little baskets like hanging out of their mouths or on their backs. They would be the ones, essentially the ones going up the door. And especially because it's adorable because dogs in costume are adorable. On to party ideas. I only have a couple of these. They're easy ones. And no, they're not. They're really complicated actually. So for the party, the first idea is a robot party. And I'm calling this very generically because there are 
robots out there that you can rent or buy if you want to spend a couple grand, but you can rent them where they're literally just two wheels at the bottom with a stick and then an iPad or video monitor. And you can control it remotely, but you would essentially, your face or someone on a camera at home, there would have it, their camera on their face and it would cast out to this robot on wheels that where they could have a party. And then they would have a bunch of robot of these robots inside of a room and that's where the party is because all the party goers have their own robots and of course because it's halloween you dress the robots up so you have all these robots in costume running around their little two wheels and you have full control of this robot where you can have them turn left and right go up down you can even do a little dance party there's music who knows you gotta let your imagination run wild plus no one's ever leaving the house so everyone can drink and everyone's still safe so thinking of safety my last idea is very strikingly similar to Ajax's, but a little bit more grounded, a little bit more reasonable. And it's an underwater Halloween party. So essentially everyone's in scuba gear, can still be in costume, but everyone's in scuba gear underwater. And guess where there's no air for the coronavirus to transmit? Underwater. It solves all the problems you can get right up close to people. You can dance. You can't talk, but you can do hand signals. And usually if you have, you know, scuba training, hand signals are already there. You spend a good half an hour and then, you know, every so often someone has to leave, refill their tank, and they're good to go. And you're still in costume. So it's still Halloween. And those are all my ideas. A few of them, but I think they're all winners. You would think they were all winners. Of course, they're my ideas. They're always winners. So your first idea, Alex, was the clothesline basket transportation device to drop off the candy correct? Very technical way of putting it, but yes, that is it. So how are you going to, are you going to sanitize the basket after each time? I mean, you can, it's just pretty much a Lysol spray if you really need to. Mm. I mean, it's not that hard to do that part. I wasn't thinking of the individual steps to keep everything sanitized. Okay. You know, then you have to sanitize all the candy too, because you would have had your hand in there too. Oh, so you're saying you're sending the same basket of candy down. Yeah. It's just literally a wicker basket on a clothesline. With okay. the You're overthinking this a little too much. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of coronavirus, yes, yeah, that's you have true. That's to. True. So that's since it's the same basket of candy that all the children are putting their hands into for the transmission of coronavirus. Hold on. No, no, no. It's just a basket. The candy, the, the main repository of candy stays in the house. Oh, you're not having okay. kids put their grubby hands in there. You never do that. Exactly. Even That's what I was thinking. I was thinking your basket was the had loaded amount of candy that the kids are always sticking their hands into and i'm like that's corona every time no that's that's so, a bad idea even in non-corona times you never let the kids unless it's the end of the night you don't care anymore you never let the kids stick the grubby little hands in there because they'll take handfuls every single time and then you'll run out before the end of the night so okay. never do that um, this right. is just a transportation for the candy you're giving to the kids you put like there's three kids they get maybe one or two pieces a piece that's what gets sent out Okay, so for that idea, I'm going to put this in the idea pile, just because it's an idea. That's a terrible response to that. <laughs> <laughs> so not even trying. Right. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it's great. I like baskets, but I mean, did you spice up the basket at all? Put some ribbons on it or something? Is it just a basket coming down? I mean, I mean, it better be a fancy basket if you want a good idea for your basket. 
I didn't know we had to spice up that much in that way for these ideas. <laughs> oh, like, okay. My idea was about the practicality to get the job done. I didn't know I had to be all fancy. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm then, sorry, I didn't. Uh, I should have made a drawing. Man, you got an idea, so it's good. Good job. So your next one is video camera doorbell slash milk door. I like the concept of the milk door. You know, you might just get a good idea instead. I couldn't read my notes, so I think you automatically got a good idea out of this one. I got a good idea just on consolation. By default, you got a good idea. By default, you got a good idea. Because I mean, like, I feel bad that I can't read my notes of why I gave you an idea. So now I'm like, you know what? You get a good idea. All right, fantastic. Yes, on the scoreboard. Okay, so for the um, dressing up dogs idea, I think I automatically went bad on this one because I felt bad for the dogs. What if they didn't want to dress up for the thing that you dressed them up as? Well, you just ask them ahead of time. Do you go like doggy costume shopping? Yeah. What Does else doggy you? pick out the costume? Yeah. What else would you do? Well, this is not a dictatorship here. You know, there is some. Because Pablo wanna... does not like hats. Well, that doesn't mean it has to wear a hat. There are but I try to put it on his head, and he like he's like he's like no. No, most animals hate things on their heads, but they can deal with other stuff. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I think I was just channeling one dog in my head and the dog was like, no, thank you. He didn't want to wear a costume. The dog I was channeling said, bad idea. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's okay. So next one, robot party. Okay. I believe this was an episode of Community or a few episodes of Community where, yeah, where there were like robots going around and they had like iPads for their faces and that was them. Yeah. I I don't watch Community, so I have no idea this existed. It's okay. But I'm going to put this in the good idea pile because I like Community. And also, (laughs) if you dressed up your stick like an Mm -hmm. actual costume, that makes it so much better than that. Yeah. That gives like bonus points for costuming. It's a Halloween party. If you're not dressing up in costume, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. So, and then the last idea is underwater Halloween party. I automatically put that in the good idea pile. I mean, even though if I got, like, my scuba suit all, like, like leaks on the inside, I'm sure that there's somebody there to help me out saying, here, I'll patch that leak for you. Because that would be my concern, is that, like, I would end up probably dying because of, you know, I'm underwater with a scuba suit and there's water getting into my outfit. You're so, going to get wet and scuba diving with yeah, or without the yeah. suit. You don't stay dry, so to speak. Yeah. I've never suit. gone you're scuba a- diving, so I'm not quite sure what that process is. You're still in the water. You're still getting wet. Okay. Well, I mean, I like getting wet in the water. And so that's a good idea. All right. Let me do my listings real quick. The clothesline candy delivery system I'm going to put this ideas pile leaning towards good ideas pile simply because it does require some setup and I would have concerns about sanitary measures to make sure that that bag was as clean as possible for each person. So that could get a little redundant having to lay solid every time or what have you. So ideas towards good. I like that it's giving you that six feet distance. So the kids aren't just in your face screaming trick or treat and now you got kid germs and or you're giving other people your germs. Yeah, ideas towards good. A video camera mail slot. I'll put this in the ideas pile again. Uh, right now, there's a lot of people who do have 
those doorbells with the video. So it's a, it's definitely a doable idea. My only concern is the candy delivery, because if you're putting it through the mail slot, you're close to that other person. Uh, you might be touching hands, you might be uh, touching their bag, or they might be touching your hand or bag. Or There would be no touching of bags, because you would put something underneath the mail slot on the outside so they would just take out what they need or something like that or if they put their bag out you just toss it through and it falls in they, there's no should be no touching of hands but there i don't all... know what their hand touching is okay so with that if there's no no actual because like when you think of like when you deliver mail yeah you have to lift the slot yeah and then put the mail in but you can put the mail in and you can like put your whole hand in there so my problem is if kids have the opportunity to like stick their hand in something, they're going to stick their hand in something because that's what kids do. They just want the candy. They're excited for the candy. So they're going to stick their hand in there. That would be my concern. So that's why it's in the ideas pile. If you did have a door that had like that bank slot that you're talking about, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. That would be perfect. I would have the same concerns about keeping the slot sanitized as I did with the basket, but that would, the kid wouldn't be able to reach through to the other side of the door. If everybody all of a sudden got those bank slots on the door, which would be a pain in the ass because now you're having to install something specifically for just one day of the year. Yeah, I would, I, I would kind of bump that up a little. So ideas pile towards the good ideas pile. Doll costume trick-or-treaters, uh, right in the bad ideas pile. They're not for the reason that Ajax put in the bad ideas pile. My concern is there's a lot of people who don't have dogs. So that takes a lot of people out of that option. My cat's not going to wear a satchel and go up to people's doors for candy. Yeah, bad ideas. Have you tried? I have. She, oh, okay. she doesn't like other people. Your robot party, I'm going to put this in the bad ideas pile. What? Simply because you can have the same type of experience on a Zoom chat. You could be dressed up and interacting with people in Zoom and not have to pay for a robot. No, but the problem with that is, yes, you could, but you can't have that, let's go in the corner and chat a little bit more, and you put your robot faces next to each other and talk to each other. You I don't do private messaging with each no, other. No, 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 no. Two costume robots facing no. each other with two people on their little things smooching against the glass on the camera. Oh, and they're making you're out good. on that. That's what I'm looking for. That Bad is idea. the ultimate goal of the co- that robot party. Bad idea, <laughs> I just feel like it's a waste of, of money, to be honest. Like, it's just a super extravagant party. I wouldn't want to be at that party. Mm-hmm. If I had to pay a robot rental fee just so people can FaceTime me on a tablet that's connected to a robot that I have to maneuver around other robots. Mm-hmm. No, bad idea. Underwater party. I'm going to put this in a good idea pile for people who are scuba divers. So if you already have the training and you already have this community of scuba divers that you hang out with, yeah, I could see you guys taking a a day and going and dressing up and having a scuba diving party. Everybody else, I I don't think it's a good idea. There's a lot to scuba diving. Mm, Not just like, here, put this on, breathe out of this, and you're fine. There's a lot that goes into scuba diving. For the general public, I would put this in the bad idea pile. But if you're already a scuba diving enthusiast, then yeah, I I would say this is a good idea. This sounds like a fun time if you're scuba diving. So those are my pilings. Good pilings. Yeah, okay, whatever, miss. I hate robots making out. I'm sorry, I don't like robots. I see how you're robotist. I see I, how it is. I'm very robotic. Like, nothing scares yes. me more than 
than robots taking over. My first trick-or-treating idea is reverse trick-or-treating. Instead of the children going door to door and giving out treats, you have the people who are giving out treats going door to door to the trick-or-treaters. And how I envision this working is the trick-or-treaters are outside of their house. Six feet away from trick-or-treaters is a designated bucket or bowl or what have you for each trick-or-treater. And then the people who are giving out candy will stop by each house that is participating and drop the candy off for the trick-or-treater as the trick-or-treater looks on. The reason I really like this idea is because in the building that I live in, I don't get many trick-or-treaters because trick-or-treaters don't know I'm giving out candy on my floor. They only go to like the first floor and they won't go to the second floor or the third floor or the fifth floor or the sixth floor because it's a lot of work for them. Or they just, a lot of people in uh, buildings like mine don't give out Halloween candy. So for them to go in and hike up all those stairs or go through all those levels, it's really not worth the effort if there's only three people giving out candy in the building. So trick-or-treaters don't usually come to my place because of that. And I really like seeing the kids' costumes because some of them are really neat and interesting and creative. And I really appreciate those kind of costumes. And I really like the costumes of people who are just creative. They might not have a lot of money to buy a store-made costume. So I like seeing those kind of outfits too. But like I said, usually during Halloween, I don't see that because I don't get that many trick-or-treaters. I would totally go out and just hand out candy to people's houses. And this way, the kids get to be in their costumes. They get to see people, but there's, here's where you're standing. There's your bucket. And we got six feet between us. So I like the idea because I feel like it's a lot safer than kids coming to strangers' houses. And this way, after the kids get all the candy, the parents can wipe them down with Clorox wipes or UV light them or something like that. So idea number one, reverse trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating idea number two is the reason I didn't put Ajax's idea in the bad ideas. Because instead of having the homeowner catapult candy to the trick-or-treater, I want the trick-or-treater to slingshot the candy to the homeowner. And I think this would be a really good opportunity for kids to understand like the other side of trick-or-treating, the, the giving aspect. And if we can get kids enjoying giving as much as receiving, I think this would be a really good idea. Each homeowner would have a plywood target and then underneath have a bucket or something. And the trick-or-treaters would shoot candy at the target from six feet away or from the sidewalk or wherever. And they're basically giving that person, whatever houses are participating, a piece of candy. So one, it's gonna be a lot of fun, slingshotting candy. And two, it gives the children this whole, like feeling good about giving. The only problem I see is when you have, the homeowner has to be home. So when you have families where it's just a single parent, then it gets a little complicated because the single parent needs to take the kids out. But now these kids are out giving candy, but now they're not getting candy because there's no one at home to supervise the other kids slingshotting candy at their targets. That's my, the down point I already see. And I also know that 
there could be problems with kids with horrible aim. So the possibility of having windows shot out because kids are slingshotting Snickers and such could be a problem. But overall, I kind of like this idea of kids giving instead of receiving. And then for my party idea, some kind of hall, some kind of community hall hosts a pinata making party for the kids. The kids are given the materials to make a pinata and they can decorate it any way they want with the materials they have. So they can make it like their favorite superhero or uh, they can dress it up as a pumpkin. They can do all sorts of things. Once their pinata has been decorated and made, then they do a like trivia night. The kids get asked questions, nothing hard, but then if they get the right answer, they get candy added to their pinata, keeps them engaged and it gives them a reason to want to participate. At the end of the night, they get to take home their pinata that they made. And then on Halloween, they can string it up and beat the shit out of it and have their candy that they would have gotten from trick-or-treating, so to speak. So it kind of creates a different kind of tradition that families can then, you know, go forth and have in later years. But yeah, so those were my ideas for trick-or-treating slash parties. Kate, your idea for reverse trick-or-treating. Oh, I put this into the good ideas pile. The reason why is because I find it more exciting for the trick-or-treater. If you're the trick-or-treater, you have somebody coming to your house and you're like, oh, there's a visitor, yay! And the visitor is the one that's bringing the candy to you. So it's even more exciting for the trick-or-treater and it's probably even exciting for the visitor too because they're the one that's dropping off the candy. So they get that rush of endorphins as well. So I put this one in the good good ideas pile. And the other thing is the people who are dropping off the candy, they could get into the Halloween spirit as much as they want to, too. They don't have to be in costume, but like, I would love, I mean, I haven't been able to trick or treat for years and I would love to like dress up and go around the neighborhood and drop off candy like that. I would think that would be a lot of fun. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool idea. The second idea of slingshotting candy at homeowners' houses. I think I like the idea of this too because it's sort of like, you know, it's that opposite reverse trick-or-treating as well. But I'm putting this in the idea pile overall just because, you know, you don't really know the aim of the children that you're getting unless they have like some prep days prior to. Because I've seen a two-year-old throw a ball and a Frisbee before and they're nowhere near the intended target. I think if there was some additional practice or some preparation prior to the day, then that would probably go in the good idea pile. But right now I'm thinking an idea pile for the trick-or-treaters slingshotting candy at the homeowner's houses. The pinata making party. Now my question for this one is, how old are you thinking for this? What's your age range? Maybe like four to... 14 i don't know kids Mm. i I don't have any kids so i don't know See, for pinata making i mean i don't really know how to make a pinata so i can sort of just see them like gluing things to a like in a creature shape for the younger kids there could be those like pre-made pinatas that they can just like color that are just like blank people 
whereas the older kids can have like a construct your own like the ones that have more dexterity and better hand-eye motor skills they could then create their like own but yeah no but the younger kids i can see where you would spend all day just making one leg of a pinata so it, probably- and also like for younger kids too their attention span is like a five seconds so you'd better have other activities planned for your party I like the idea, just in, in general. I'm just going to put an ideas pile leaning toward good ideas pile. Very disappointed. Ah, you would be. I'm always disappointed. What are your thoughts on Kate's ideas, Alex? Oh boy, do I have some. The reverse trick-or-treating. I'm going to put this, it's either bad or idea leading towards bad. And here's my thought process. One, there's a lot of people out there that really have mobility issues. You know, you've got your elderly. You've got people that maybe can't walk, but they still enjoy this because they get visitors to their house. You know, they get to see kids in costume and have fun with it. Now they're being told to go outside and walk around when they already couldn't do it before. It kind of makes it so it's like, all right, I guess I'm not participating this year. And I feel that's doing a disservice to them. Number two, if I, when I was a kid, that was the best part about Halloween was going out in the middle of the night and running around. Doing it and staying home was pretty much how I felt later as I got older into my teenage years, where I didn't want to go out, but I was kind of like my parents wanted me to go kind of thing. You know, that's where I see those are the ones, and they don't want to be a part of it anyways. Heck, you probably wouldn't even get the kids to dress up. I would want as a kid to go, sweet, it's Halloween, you get candy, but you get to be outside till like 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'm in. They say I can't do that, I have to stay home, and other people get to do it. I mean, yeah, they're giving me candy, which is great. The other thing is I always see people when I was going and trick-or-treating, people that went all out with their, their Halloween decorations because they got people to see it, got kids to see it, and got to scare the kids. You're not going to do that with people and other adults necessarily. You can, but someone's got a pacemaker and you try and scare them while they're trying to give your kids candy. All you got ambulances showing up everywhere, people having heart attacks. That's my issues with it. So my counter to your critiques because mm-hmm. I'm not accepting these results. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair enough. If, if you have health issues and that prevents you from, from doing the reverse trick-or-treating, this is specifically in regards to 2020 and coronavirus, you probably shouldn't be giving out candy anyway as a health concern, simply because your kids would then be coming to your house and possibly giving you coronavirus. So if you're having any health issues, you shouldn't probably be participating in trick-or-treating either way, either the reverse or the forward. And the same thing if you have a pacemaker, uh, you probably shouldn't be participating either way, once again, because of coronavirus. But other than that, like I can understand like if like a knee replacement and you know you have mobility issues, but you're otherwise healthy, yes, I can see your point there. That kind of does suck, just specifically for this year. I know kids like to be out really late i used to love doing that too but even still it's like even with the special circumstances of this year i still am still strongly for those reasons against it because even in this kind of situation to get that sense of normalcy where you can still be out still kind of keep distance to a degree to say you have to have other people essentially do the trick-or-treating anyways how does it really stop it's the same exact thing this reverse trick-or-treating. It's still trick-or-treating. It's just you're bringing the candy to the kids. There isn't really 
a, a, a six foot rule. There isn't a how much are you hand sanitizing and doing those things. It's not different than normal trick or treating. That I, from what I can tell and what I'm getting from it. I did. She mentioned feet. that six yeah, feet though during her spiel. But um, then you might as well have the kids be six feet. Well, I, this that's is, the thing. That's the point is it's really hard for kids to control that kind of excitement. So for like younger kids who don't really grasp the whole idea of disease prevention, it's harder for them to restrain themselves, which yeah. grown-ass adults can restrain themselves. Just because they're not kids means they will mean nothing at all. Well, if the parents it's had what, a like, pre-setup or day, like if this was a, a style of trick-or-treating that people all were behind, they would be able to teach their kids prior to to be able to stay behind a certain point to be like, don't go near the trick-or-treat box that the random stranger person is going to be dropping candy yeah. in again uh, it still to me takes away too much from it that i don't feel it's a good idea okay I, just from the spirit of it at the very least it still takes too much away and i can't can i can't get behind it so i have to go in that bad ideas pile okay well that i can uh, understand yeah uh number two the slingshot candy Again, I'm going to have to put this one also in the bad ideas pile. As a homeowner, all I can imagine is kids, you know, in the best case scenario, missing and flinging it, hitting the door, hitting a window, in a best case scenario. Worst case scenario, we're giving kids slingshots. They're going to sling things at each other. They're going to sling things you're not supposed to. You've already given them the candy. This ain't Christmas here. People, if you're sending them out into the world, to sling candy at targets, yeah, they're going to do it for a little while, and then all of a sudden, there's going to be snicker, mini snicker bar flying at people's heads. I mean, I'm all for the trick part of trick or treating. I'd rather give them though toilet paper to fling at people's houses than a slingshot where they could potentially pick up a rock and start flinging those too. Also, taking the best case scenario, you're flinging candy at a target. All I can think of is depending on the candy or if it's hot or something, the mess it's going to make. And wasted candy, wasted food, already so many faux pas and so many bad things about this. I just have to put in the bad ideas pile. I just can't realistically do it. All I see is just people in their houses, hands over their heads, cowering in fear as the glass shattering snicker bars and Kit Kats flying over their heads. <laughs> and then weeks later having PTSD style flashbacks of the Halloween, 2020 Halloween Wars. You know, slingshot battles. It's just, I can't do it. Um, You're so dramatic. Very dramatic. You know, I should have been an actor. Last but not least, the pinata. I almost put this in the good ideas pile until you brought up the trivia. Because I'm going back to a previous episode, but if there ain't tricks and there ain't treats, if there are goobs and goblins. I mean, that's how you get the treat. Oh, no, no, no. 100%. But you could just give them the candy because I like the pinata, either making it or giving a pre-done one and, you know, or earning it in some way. I'm actually all for that. Could make Because when you trick or treat, you got to earn those treats. They're not just going to hand you it. But to do trivia, making the kids use their brain muscles on Halloween for getting candy. I, like, I, I'm all for alternatives, whether like physical activity contest i'm all for that stuff but when you start asking me who was the fifth president of the united states or thing even halloween related <laughs> things i just can't do it the level but, of the questions would be like what what <laughs> what are jack-o'-lanterns made out of like shit like that it's not like 
You know, who is the 73rd president of Sweden? Ow, my brain muscles hurting. See, See, that's that's my impression of the child while they're listening at this little community (laughs) hall going, why are we doing this? I could be at school right now. What type of villain was Dracula? What kind of monster was Dracula? It's like questions like that. No, uh, no. I mean, no. I understand where you're coming from, but the moment my brain muscles got started using, uh, getting used, I was, I'm, you lost that part of me. But then you brought me back with basically a pinata you would take home and beat the shit out of. Yeah. Um, which again, it's a pinata, so that makes sense. But, and you, I was thinking like, if it's like a day of the dead kind of thing where you bring a little bit of culture in there, but not enough to be boring and snoring. Oh, know, look who's into of, history. Look who's uh, into I culture now. No, no, no. Culture's fine, but you're bringing it in, but you're not making it the centerpiece, but you can kind of make that kind of thing. You could decorate the, the hall with a good day of the dead theme. I'm all right with that. But still, you get to beat out the, the shit out of something, which is why it's still kind of ideas going to good. But I just can't, that when the brain muscles got involved, you lost me. Okay. But Ajax, do you want to talk about this week's sponsor? Today's sponsor is Angry Nimbus Woodcraft. Thank you, Ajax. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Angry Nimbus Woodcraft is our sponsor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sponsoring us, Angry Nimbus Woodcraft. You are awesome. Thank you for listening <laughs> to Ideas All Day. Please like, subscribe, comment on multiple podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher. You can check us out on YouTube. I think we're going to start putting up some polls on Facebook regarding our ideas to get some more input back from you guys. Yeah, uh, don't be afraid when you leave a comment, leave some constructive criticism. Again, we're, we're new to this. We want to learn. We want to be better. We want to get better. And constructive criticism, comments are, are oh, definitely a way to do it because we want to listen to what you have to say. So please be honest and tell us what you like, what you don't like. We, this is the kind of thing so we can improve and make it a, that much of a better show for all of our listeners. But yeah, thanks for listening and uh, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, and your favorite podcasting platform. If there's a podcasting platform that you listen to and we're not on, please let us know. You can email us at ideasalldaypodcast at gmail.com. But yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Sure, folks, so. Yeah, just get off here. Oh, oh. Sure, I'm going to see you soon.